Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to episode six of the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, as you can see, not in the studio right now. One more week doing this Google Meets version of our show. Uh, as you can see, Josh still alive, even though being coming in contact with COVID. So I'm happy to see you're, you know, still healthy, still looking good. Um, as Thanks, you see, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm you, one can, year older. you can survive this. You can survive yeah. this. <laughs> You're the poster child for survival. We yeah, should... that's right. <laughs> uh, They're coming I'm one... for my immunities. Yeah, as you can see, spoiler alert, I'm one year older and still alive. I know I left you guys on a cliffhanger at the end of the last episode. Um, so happy to have everybody back. Uh, I've got a fun episode lined up today. One thing we do want to get into before we started, we want to address this personally on the show as you guys probably saw all across Twitter, you know, all kinds of social media, big scandal in sports over the last week. Um, you know, and we regret, we, I hate having to do this on the show, but on this very show last week, our own Zach Cop did his <laughs> the Dogs podcast with a New England Patriots clock in the background. I mean, words can't describe the, the amount of regret and honestly hate. I feel for you right now. So we're really sorry about that, Zach. And I don't know what you were thinking. Well, I was thinking that I had to film this episode on a computer at my parents' house where my stepdad grew up in Massachusetts. So he's a Patriots fan. If I'd known Blake was going to show up an hour and a half late to the video, I would have had to to get home. So that was a little bit behind the scenes. We had to wait an hour for Blake to get on. We were just talking to ourselves. So Hey, star of the show shows up when he wants. It's my show here on my time. (laughs) Yeah, so we went live with the video at probably like 6.15. I got a text message at 6.45. I'm going to go straight quotes on this. And WTF is up with this guy on the Browns podcast <laughs> with a Patriots clock in the background, a bunch of laughing faces. And this, I just said, disrespectful. I, yeah, I didn't is- know. I didn't even defend you. MGK, you can't even go to any of his concerts anymore, bro. You're pretty much, you're shut down in Cleveland right now. This is the biggest scandal since Hillary deleted those emails. I can't believe we have to live in the shadow of this scandal this early. This could destroy us, Zach. I don't know. I don't know what I think about this right now. Yeah, I didn't even know it was there. The only thing I knew that was in the room where I was filming were the maps on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The only only other thing that I knew was in the room. I was also nervous about the maps, but uh, (laughs) I've I've got worse things going on, I guess, apparently. So does Josh. You look great, Josh, for being that sick. Yeah, you know, you look good, dog. You look good, uh, brother. Well, let's just be straight. I actually, I didn't get sick. I was just in contact with somebody, so 
Um, that's why I said hey, they're going to come after me. Don't sell yourself short. You're my hero. I, well, yeah, I'm going to be giving you my <laughs> antibodies pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought after the first episode with all the uh, Tom Brady talk from Josh that he would be the one that we'd have to worry about with something like this happening. <laughs> Turns out. It, it was uh, Mr. Oklahoma over there, was, you yeah. know, Mr. Cop. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. start throwing e in little uh, Easter eggs in the video, see if anybody else notices anything, since they pay attention to the detail of the clock in the background of the video. Yeah, I is feel that terrible. A, uh, is that a I didn't notice of live. Cincinnati's uh, stadium in the background? No, it is actually Wrigley Field, though. That is a oh, that's <laughs> bad. Get, are you serious, brother? Get out of here. <laughs> I'm a baseball fan, went to Wrigley Field when I was a kid, and my dad got a picture while I was there. Oh, excuses, excuses. I'm going to throw this yeah. out to the fans. If you guys don't want Zach to be on the show anymore, you just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> this is just – this is ridiculous. Hey, that's all right. I can be the hated one. It's, I'm good with it. Yeah. You're the, uh, the Stephen Bayless. Smith of our show. Yeah, he's a Skip Bayless. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, that was some good, fun ribbing of Zach, and it was all just in good fun, kind of. But seriously, don't let it happen again. Um, so, you know, a couple of things going around the NFL, not just Browns-related, but we're going to try to tie the Browns into it. Uh, first one you guys might have seen this week, Cam Newton working out with uh, our number one receiver and going to have a better season than Jarvis Odell um, out in California this week. So it started rumors – um, people were saying the Browns should sign Cam Newton. No, you know, obviously nobody from the Browns has come out and said this. Just a lot of fans talking, screaming, saying we should go after Cam. What do you guys think? Would you like to see the Browns make a push at Cam Newton? So I'll be the villain right now. I'll take over for Zach. And I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and say that at first I was like, man, I don't like this at all. What are we doing? And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, we absolutely should take some of that thirty-seven million and go get Cam Newton right what? now. You're insane. You're <laughs> so, you're so hear insane. me out. You can say these things. So hear hear me out here, okay? So we have all this money, right, to get all these guys that don't want to come to Cleveland, aka Clowny. You know, let's go out get get. Let's get Cam Newton. Let me just throw some stats at you. So when he's healthy, he is a scary, scary, legit dual threat quarterback. He. He was the original Lamar Jackson, and he's another number one pick that we have on our team at quarterback. So who would you rather have as a backup, Case Keenum or Cam Newton? And like Cam Newton Baker, come in and be a backup? If, I'm saying, I'm saying if, Baker, if Baker goes down, who would you rather have as the next in line guy? You don't sign Cam Newton and think he's going to be a backup. That, that's he, Nobody's signing Cam Newton right now. He's just he's sitting not, out there. Yeah, he's which just mean, out he, there. He will sit there. He will not sign somewhere to be a backup. No way. So, and here's the thing. So he might, but so let's just say that he does come in as a backup. He's way better than Keith Keenum. Way better. I mean, let's just throw some numbers around. If he's not hurt 2015, or I'm sorry, yeah, 2015, they went 15 and one in Carolina. He went to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody says, hey, this is a huge knock to Baker. If Baker's that guy everybody says he is, he thrives in this kind of situation. This is a good thing for him. This isn't going to be a threat on him. And if it is, we got a backup plan. So, we got a backup plan. So here's but, my thing. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but oh, I, I do this. know. You just let me know when you're ready for them. I, I do know. Numbers. 
if you take out his one MVP season, all the rest of his seasons are very pedestrian. Okay. So he, he flash in the pan type season. He, he is known more now for wearing weird hats at press conferences and like wearing high heels and stuff like that. That So feather earrings. Yeah. You're good there. I give you that. If your intent is to sign him and hope he's going to be a backup, you cannot, your backup cannot be a completely different style quarterback than your starter. If Baker were to go out and you bring in Cam Newton, you're going to have to completely change your offense to Cam Newton's style. We're going to be running under center, eye formation, power run football. Cam Newton comes in. That's not his strength. That's not what he's going to be good at. We're going to be running shot, shotgun, read option. So what, what happens if Baker gets hurt 10 games in and all of a sudden we got to completely rework the offense? That's why we spent $10 million on Case Keenum. If, he get, if Baker does get hurt, Case Keenum comes in and we don't have to skip a beat. It's like the same guy, only Baker's way better than Case Keenum. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll jump in. In. I was going to say, go ahead. Yeah, and jump I'll in jump in real quick. Going, and I'll yeah. just, so, so, not looking at the stats, and, you know, and not thinking about, like, Blake, that was a very good point about the type of offensive styles these two different quarterbacks are running. I'm just looking at it strictly from a Cleveland fan slash historical perspective. And anytime that we've had two, um, I guess, legitimate quarterbacks on the roster, the fans are so short-tempered with any sort of malfunction in that offense. So you bring Cam Newton in behind Baker, and Baker's a couple interceptions in the home opener away from everyone going, new 10, new 10. And I don't think that we can't do that. We cannot continue to put our team in that kind of a situation. It's got to be Baker's number one, Keenum's the backup. We're not bringing in somebody who, who should be even – you know, thought of in competition for that starting job. If this is Baker's team. This that's that's what it is. Yeah, no, I, I I'm kind of in agreement. I I get what you mean, Justin, because Cam Newton, you know, he has proven, you know, he's. I mean, yeah, but he hasn't had as good as year as he had when yeah. in 2015 when they went to the Super Bowl. But he's also playing on the Carolina Panthers, Panthers who have never really had elite people around him until now. They got Christian McCaffrey. Okay, so they got Christian McCaffrey. Go ahead. Who are you saying? Steve Smith, that one guy? (laughs) Wasn't their receiving core ranked above ours? Yeah, that that needs to be altered or whatnot. The guy who did that list is probably fired now. Um, But I I agree. I don't want the whole QB controversy of – because I think even with Case Keenum that we could run into that, you know, four or five games into the season if we're sitting at – two and four and Baker and everybody's saying we're losing because of Baker, there's going to be people that want Case Keenum and we paid him a lot of money. So to go out and spend more money on Cam, I'm just, I'm not for that at this point in time, but obviously if we were sitting with just Case Keenum on our roster as our quarterback, I'd see, I'd be all in on Cam Newton, but got to trust Baker. Maybe that's just the sooner in me. <laughs> Yeah, will say, they're all very similar. If you really, really look at their numbers, except the Cam Newton's way more than successful than any of those guys. I mean, obviously, there's a way, way smaller sample size. Baker's only two years. You know, Keenum's, I think, what, five, did we say? That he's been in the NFL. How long is Keenum in, in the NFL for? Five been, years? I can't remember. I had to look at I thought it was might have been a little bit more than that. Okay. But, I mean, obviously, so, like, Cam Newton's numbers compared to those guys' He's got 182 touchdowns, 
to 108 interceptions. They're all like right around 86% QB rating. But man, you have the threat with the legs. I just... Well, here's here's the thing with Cam though too is no I before they benched him last year, he couldn't throw the ball. There you go. I, I, know, I know I know he was hurt, but yeah. that kind of shoulder surgery, you don't know is he going to be able to throw the ball? Like I'm not going to lie, bro. I've seen you coming off of uh, uh, an interesting shoulder injury, and you couldn't put <laughs> two on two. I got a triple double against your fiance, dog, out <laughs> before my wedding. So I, you know, I'm just saying. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. My, my best game ever. <laughs> I separated my shoulder three years ago, and it still sucks. So this guy's coming off two shoulder surgeries. Right. We want him to throw the ball every game. I don't. And Man, I feel no. like in our offense, it's very much going to be precision passing and. Even though I think Cam Newton is a better thrower than any of us thought he was when he's coming out of college, he still I wouldn't consider him a precision passer. Yeah. He looked like he was shot putting the ball last year whenever yeah, he was out there throwing. It's not the same as what he was when he was younger before those surgeries, which he, he's had two now on that shoulder, I believe. I There's a reason Cam Newton's still a free agent. He's not a starting quarterback for anybody, and there are teams that could use – an upgraded quarterback. I mean, look at the Bears. They signed yeah. Nick Foles, or they yeah, traded for no Nick kidding. Foles to back up Trubisky. And then something's got to be up. Yeah, and you got the Broncos out there who are like, "No, nah, we're good. We're going to keep going with Drew Locke." Man, I over, think Drew Locke would be sweet. Yeah, yeah but that, I'm just saying, like, there are teams that you could take the known of Cam Newton, and they're not doing it. They're saying we're going to go ahead and see what we got in our guys. I mean, the Patriots—they've got a. The, the, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know what I mean? I can't believe the Patriots haven't. I do think Cam Newton should be on a team somewhere, and just not our team. And I can't believe the Patriots haven't made a move for him. And that they've proven they're the kind of team that if they bring in somebody like that and say two weeks into training camp they don't like him, they have no problem cutting him. So I can't believe they haven't even brought him in just to give him a look. There's a there's definitely a probably all the girl have. There's definitely a team out there that. We could see him on and playing two uh, two times a year. Pittsburgh, I know they got Big Ben, but I mean that would be interesting seeing him there. I mean, he kind of fits the mold of that team. Uh, but I will say, Justin, that uh, thanks everybody. I did put a poll out on Twitter, and fifty-seven percent of our voters said on Twitter that yes, they sh- that we should sign Cam Newton. Forty-three uh, percent said no, we have our QB. So. Justin, how many times did you vote on it? <laughs> how, hey, how many yes votes were there? How many good signed votes were there? Yeah, so okay. we are looking – yeah, out of 40, we had 40 votes total, so 57% of 40. So yeah, over tw- over around 25, 25, per- 25 votes said yes. Yeah, 23 of them were me for sure. I'll, I'll take the I'm, a, I'm a LeBron guy. I go 23 all day. That's, that's the deal. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I mean, I just think it would be – like obviously, for argument's sake, I'm the kind of guy. I don't I pray Baker's the guy? Because if he's not, man, Trevor Lawrence. I'm gonna no. We're gonna have nobody. We're gonna have Baker. We're not getting Trevor Lawrence. We're gonna win more than zero games. <laughs> God, I hope so at least. Because if we don't, <laughs> you guys oh, all said we're going to the playoffs, life. and you guys gave me crap Absolutely. for the eight and eight. Ten Come and on six. Now. Ten and six, brother. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, we'll kind of use that soft transition. Another player out there fed up with his team uh, requesting a trade, Jamal Adams, safety from the Jets. 
Brown's not on his list of teams that he wants to go to. But, you know, hypothetically, fun speaking, do you think the Browns should make a push at Jamal Adams? I know um, players don't really get to choose who they get traded to. So if we wanted to make it happen, we could probably make it happen. That's the guy that if our linebacking core is going to be the weak spot on our defense this year and we can't get, you know, another pass rusher like Clowney or Griffin, uh, dude, Jamal Adams is a legitimate defender. I mean, he is a hard nose. just I, – I, I love watching him play football because he flies on the field and he is aggressive. He's smart. He's good. I mean, I don't have, like, stats pulled up in front of me for him. But just the eye test of watching him the last couple of years since he came out, um, th- this is going to be his fourth year now. Yeah. I mean, the guy is just a stud. He he is crazy good. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm 100% and yes, I want Jamal Adams. I, that's <laughs> like that's uh, we're going to get into some things later on in the episode. But yeah, he's one guy that I mean, whatever you can do to get him to bring him on this team because, like Josh said, we need that linebacker core. You know a tackler on our back end. Yeah, he's the only guy uh, in the NFL in his first three seasons that have 200 tackles, 10 sacks, and 25 pass breakups. There's only one other guy that's done that in his first three seasons, and it's J.J. Watt. So He's, he's okay. I mean, and this, guy, and this guy is a safety. So, I mean, he's not, he comes up and he's all over the field. He's one of those guys you can plug and play anywhere. He'll rush the passer for you off the edge. You know, he's not afraid to cover anybody, and he's also – pretty good at ball hawking in the back uh just sitting waiting on passes so i'm 100 in on get this guy and bring him on our defense so all i'll say though for this the only thing that's rough is he doesn't want to come to cleveland so my thing is if you don't want to be here i'm good you know what i mean yeah i'm like a very much like on board with that whole cleveland thing where if you're not with us you're against us freddie kitchen style Sorry, Freddie. <laughs> Sorry, wherever you are, you know, tight end room for the Jets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably talking to Jamal. He's probably like, hey, listen, man. Jamal's <laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah, this guy's awful. He, he ruined my shirt last week. We washed it. So, uh, <laughs> so, but didn't we oh. just kind of go and get like a very, very raw version of Jamal Adams, though, and dump it? I mean, obviously, Delpit's not proven at all, but is he not Baby Jamal? Isn't that his nickname? So, I mean, like, for me, I just feel like we have a version of that guy that we just went and drafted. Like, he's not proven at all. But for a guy that doesn't want to come play in Cleveland, I don't know. Yeah, so so we're going to talk here in a little bit. Um, One of our next segments, I know, Blake, I'm kind of cutting ahead real quick, but we're going to talk about some ideal trades. And initially when I saw this, I'm like, oh, man, I would love to have Jamal Adams. And he's asking for a trade. Um, and after everything I just said about him being so awesome, like he is, but he, he's not going anywhere cheap. Like if you trade for him, you better be willing to give him the big money he wants in the long-term contract. And I'm with you, Justin. We just drafted Grant Delpit and we signed Carl Joseph. It's not a position that we need badly enough to spend that kind of money that he's going to demand. So as much as I'd love to have him on the team, I don't, I just don't think it's uh, logical. I'm kind of linebacker. Go ahead, Blake. I'm kind of in line with you guys. Like, so if you tell me Jamal Adams wants to come to Cleveland, yes, give me Jamal Adams. But uh, 
if we don't sign Jamal Adams, I think the Browns are still sitting in very good shape in their secondary. Like you said, we just drafted Delpit, and we talked about how he th- we think he could be a guy for 10 years for us. So and he's on a rookie contract, which is going to be way cheaper than what Jamal Adams is looking for, When, uh, which is why he wants out of the Jets, because he can't get the deal he wants. So, you know, obviously, if we Jamal Adams says, hey, I want to come to Cleveland, cool, we'll take you. But I don't think we need to go out of our way to get him. I think we're still okay, even without him. Despite that, I do think Jamal Adams is awesome. He's one yeah. of the best safeties in the league. So... Yeah. I would never say no. I don't want Jamal Adams. I just don't think he's a huge, huge need for us. And let me just say, I don't, I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's some contract issues there in New York, but I don't know how much of it is, you know, money and how much he just doesn't want to be with Adam Gase anymore. I don't, that guy does not seem to be a very liked head coach. And I, I, I'll tell you what, I would take Freddie Kitchens in a heartbeat over Adam Gase. <laughs> What uh, what's up with his eyes, man? I feel like he just doesn't blink. Like he's just bugged out all the time, man. That press conference from the other year, like a couple of years ago, was unbelievable. This was so he was like he was just hanging, slumming it up right before he walked in there. Yeah. Oh my god. So he's floating in space. Yeah. Yeah. He just. Uh, I'm, I'm a coach now. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. I, just, I think he, he was, was shocked. He, he was shocked he got another job after the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. The the Dolphins hired a new coach and were immediately better. Yeah. Right. So. Um, hey, Adam yeah. Gase. Adam Gase is the, uh, is the example of Freddie Kitchens could get another job somewhere in the NFL. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, if you ask our boy Coward, Adam Gase and uh, Sam Darnold oh. are made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Sam Darnold sucks so far. <laughs> well played. Well played. I like your style, Josh. Well played. Nice. It's getting right and just get real serious. Yeah, I completely agree. He's terrible. It's garbage. He's seeing ghosts. Yeah, ghost hunter. <laughs> uh all right. Well, that's um we fun little topic we got ready now. Um we we're talking about the Browns, they have Maybe not the last 25 years, our history is not great, but historically the Browns are one of the greatest franchises in the NFL, um, going all the way back to the times of Otto Graham when we won, I think, what, 10 championships or something. So looking back in the Browns' history, looking at some of our players, we started thinking, man, our roster is pretty stacked right now. Who do we think would be sweet if we had any Browns player from team history, our current day roster, who would it be? And uh, I think we got some pretty cool ideas lined up here. Yeah, I guess I'll just go right off of what Blake said. Mine is Otto Graham. I wanted to go Bernie real bad. I'm a Bernie Kozar guy. Like, I got stuff in the cave from Bernie. I just always thought he, like, he just had a swag about him that was super cool. All those really, really good years during the 80s. So, But I went even one better. If you guys look at his numbers, so like Blake said, he played 10 years in the NFL. He reached the championship in uh, – he uh, he reached the championship every year in those 10 seasons, um, and then he won championships in seven of those 10 seasons. So we've – in our lifetime, for the most part, we've never been able to see anything even close to that. Um, so he won three NFL championships, 50, 54, 55, and then AAFC from 46 to 49. Um the Browns went 57 and 13 during his career. 
uh, playoff record of nine and three. If you would have told me we went nine and three to start the season last year, there was going to be a parade out in Cleveland, downtown Cleveland. I would have lost my mind. That's a playoff record of nine and three. I mean, these are definitely things that we've never seen in our life, you know, since 2016, which four year anniversary just hit, you know, of that special moment in all of our lives, depending on whether you're a Cavs fan or not. But, um, <clears throat> Um, his highest uh, career win percent for a quarterback and then obviously Hall of Famer. So no brainer. Just if we had any issues with Baker, hey, let's go automatic auto all day. Let's bring that guy <laughs> back. Bring him back. Bring him Do you back think he'd be as team. good uh, having to wear a face mask? I don't care. I'll take that risk, brother. I'll take that risk. I'll teach him to I'll teach him some things. I'll just say, hey man whatever you got to do to make this work we'll figure it out <laughs> i like auto graham uh what do you guys zach who are you thinking uh definitely going ozzy newsome as mine uh nickname wizard of oz played for the browns from 78 until 90 uh he's our lead he's our receiving leader as a tight end in browns franchise history with over 7,000 yards um, I think it was 7,980, so almost 8,000. Also, lead, franchise leader in receptions with 662. I mean, guy, when he came into the NFL, he was just right away one of the best tight ends to play in that time. Then by the end of his career, was one of the best to play ever. Um, and definitely, he's a Hall of Famer in 1999, um, multiple Pro Bowler, uh, selected to the 1980s All-Decade team in our ring of honor. Uh, became our GM uh, in 91, the first year he was uh, – first year he was out of the league. He became a GM. That's how people thought about him in the organization, of how talented he was, how smart of a guy he was. He was with us till 95, and then uh, somebody decided they wanted to relocate our team. And Zach, stop. God, yeah. Jesus. And then, you had a, a good streak. You were saying all good things. And then it was like the Patriots yeah. came back. He snuck it back in. Right. So that was, I mean, and then, uh, then I mean, it's history. He, he didn't come back with us, and he became one of the best GMs that's been in the NFL for the past 20 years. So. Oh, him and Bill Belichick. You know. <laughs> <laughs> God, that hurts real bad, man. You just had to – dig up all these old scars yeah but him as the player bringing him back i mean i'd bring him back as the gm too but <laughs> absolutely absolutely oh man well who you got josh all right i actually have my guy with me here and i'm gonna go a little more recent see if you guys can see him <laughs> is, is there about to be a cat mvp come through What's yeah right <laughs> so uh, i got i got my joe thomas bobblehead here and this guy, I tell you what, if we could have him back on this team right now with the running backs we have and with Baker and the receiving options, I mean, Joe Thomas would not be uh, looking at three wins a season for his entire career. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at a guy. Yeah, that's right. You're looking at a guy <laughs> who's <laughs> – he never missed a snap, let alone a game or anything like that, in 10 seasons from 2007 to 2000 through 2016. He didn't miss a snap. And then into 2017, obviously, it was when he had the the injury. But 10,363 snaps in a row. Longest streak in NFL history. So, that's pretty good. And then you think about it. He played, you know, 11 seasons, 10-time Pro Bowler. Okay. 
Uh, he also experienced 11 week one losses. Uh, poor guy. He blocked for 20 different quarterbacks. That's kind of sickening, but you got to think about this too. So with those terrible, crappy quarterbacks, and I have the list, and I don't think I want to go through it. I'm not going to put people through that mess. Yeah, we ain't got but, time for that, brother. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> In 11 years, though, he gave up 30 sacks. So you think about that. That is less than three a season. 6,680 uh, pass block snaps in his career. That's 30 sacks. Good. He's a no-brainer no first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, no. first nope. first ballot he's he's on he's in. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, I think with Joe Thomas, something that's going to hurt him. Like he is by far one of the greatest linemen to ever play the game, and the fact of he didn't play for like a Patriots and made had some good winning wrecking winning records and stuff seasons wise is going to probably deter him from being the greatest lineman that has ever played because stats wise he does a lot of guys don't compare to him but he was winning three games in a year and stuff like josh pointed out what's great the thing i like the most first of all i love joe thomas but how about the fact that this dude's winning three games a year for his whole career and not once did he ever ask to leave he just always thought no you know he was like a browns fan next year is going to be the year we're going to turn it around next year and he never never asked to leave there was times when, like, towards the end of his year, I was kind of like, hey, maybe we should trade him because we suck. And he could go win somewhere <laughs> yeah. and help somebody. It'd be like, Joe, you you paid your dues, man. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, he's one of my favorite Browns players of all time. And then not only that, like, what he's doing post-career, I, I still, like, keep up on what Joe Thomas is doing, tearing up the Titans games. I'm going to try real hard to get him on this show one day in my life. <laughs> um, not would the do bubble it, version. I think he would do it though. He's the kind I'm, of guy that he he likes to have a good time. He's on the show right now. <laughs> I'm looking at him right. He's looking hey, me right in the face right now. He's saying yeah. yes. He's saying yeah, he's, he's slimmed down. down. I don't think I don't think he'd fit in his football uniform anymore. He's slimmed down a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's one of those things where a lot of people were saying like last year. You know, when the the roster got revamped. You know, could Joe Thomas come back and give it one more year since we've got this roster revamped? But he lost, you know, 60 pounds and looks like a tight end now. And I'm really happy he didn't come back to play last year. My God, that would have been <laughs> awful. I would have felt terrible for the guy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he put up with enough in his career. He didn't need to put up with Freddie also. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I like that pick a lot. Joe Thomas – Maybe greatest Brown ever when it's all said and done, except for just, man, he got screwed so bad. Uh, so my pick then for this, I looked at what's the Browns biggest current need for this. And I said, it's middle linebacker. And so none other than Clay Matthews Jr. I mean, talk about filling a, a spot on our team. If we had Clay Matthews Jr., how would you guys feel about our defense right now? Let's go win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the guy was four-time Pro Bowler, second-team All-Pro. He made the 1980s All-Decade team, Browns Ring of Honor, uh, almost 1,600 uh, tackles, almost 70 sacks, 16 interceptions in his career, a touchdown. He's 21st uh, in the NFL history of amount of games played, um, 278 games over 19 seasons in the NFL. Talk about dependability. We just talked about Joe Thomas never missing games, never missing snaps. 
he was always there. He and he just always performed. And in my opinion, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I think we might see him in the Hall of Fame eventually. It just might take him some time. But I think if you add Clay Matthews to this team, to this defense, you're automatically talking from hopefully we make the playoffs to AFC championship game type caliber stuff. Yep. I think that's, that is definitely the weak point in our defense. Like we've said, so if we could improve that and bring that type of player back in, you know, in his prime to this team. Yeah. That would be awesome. At this point, I'd probably settle for Clay Matthews, Clay Matthews, the third, just to help shore up the middle. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I can't believe we haven't, I can't believe we haven't done that yet. I don't know why he's sitting out there. You know, you could get him cheap. And even if he's not what he used to be, I mean, help shore it up, at least help Mac Wilson, help talkie talkie a little bit. He's got to be better than Phillips. You could get him really, really (laughs) cheap because apparently LA wasn't paying him. Him and uh, Gurley both are saying that they're not even, they're missing checks from LA. So you could probably get him on the on the super low right now. He's got to make that mortgage payment for an apartment or something. You know, you could probably get him for for something. But uh, all right, well, hey, those were it was kind of fun to revisit Brown's history, some of the Browns' greats. Um, uh, so keeping in line with you know maybe beefing up this roster, we started thinking, you know, the NFL's got tons of good players, and sometimes it's fun to sit and think, you know, wouldn't it be awesome to have X player on our team. How cool would that be if we could get this guy? So we wanted to dream up some hypothetical, never going to happen, but who would you like to trade for? Who would you like to see on our Browns team? And who would you be willing to give up for him? Would you sell the team for somebody? I'm not going to lie. I hate this question. Like I saw this question. I was like, this is so stupid. What are we doing? So, uh, but I love you, man. So I'll do it anyway. Yeah. Let's go ahead and trade eight first round picks for the next eight years for Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to do that. But that's what I like literally was thinking. I was like, would you sell your soul for Patrick Mahomes? Which you probably would. But so I'm going to go ahead and just be crazy. And I'll say, why not go and try to like get Aaron Donald from the Rams? Let's just get wild, make some moves. So one of uh, Josh's favorite players, old Khalil Mack, went for basically two first round picks a few years ago. For I mean, I mean it, it worked out more than that once they started flipping the picks and stuff like that. But what if we said, hey, we'll give you a first round pick in 2021, maybe a first round pick in 2022. Or even a second round pick. And what about like David Njoku and like a Kareem Hunt package deal? And you give us Aaron Donald. So, so you want to give so, up two players and two picks for one player? Absolutely. I'm not going to send you out on the negotiating lines first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'll give you a double cheeseburger and a french fry for uh, for that guy right now, please. We can work it Anything up you there. want. Yeah. So, but Man. I mean, if you think about Aaron Donald, the player though, let me let I even just with his numbers. So 20 and a half sacks in 2018, 2019, he had a 12 and a half. Think about this though. And he like, they double team scheme everything on him. And he still just wrecks QB's days. Imagine we go and just take all that money that we still have sitting there. And let's say the D line next year, you have miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, we get Clowney to stop the run on the other side, and then we throw Everson Griffin, and we just dump all money into the front, and we just – that's our front four. Can it's, you imagine? 
how scared I would just be like, hey, we don't even need to be good on offense, even though our offense is like top 22 or something like that. They say, even though we have all these great, <laughs> great players. But speaking of some dogs, them dogs would eat all day. Dog got to <laughs> eat. Them dogs would hunt. Them dogs are going it's, hunting and eating and everything. They, and you said, go ahead. Go ahead. Could you imagine Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald on the same line? No, I mean, that's why this question's stupid. But <laughs> like, just, it's just fun to think about, man. Yes. Like the, the only thing that makes me nervous about your trade is what if we somehow suck this year and you give up our first pick next year and we're looking for quarterback? That's all right because you, really you got Aaron Donald. Do you really think we're going to be <laughs> so bad that I even let's say we're mediocre? We we went what six and ten last year with Freddie. We got it. We're gonna be better than that. So if you oh, give up, I said that you, same thing last year. If you give year. up the twenty second overall pick for you know next year, maybe a twenty five or something like that the year after, a guy that's not gonna be on the team next year um, that they tendered with Cream Hunt and Najoku, we call him what? Williams. I mean, we don't even think he's gonna be a factor. I mean, it depends on who we ask. I mean, some some of us think he's gonna be a factor. Some of us not so much. Oh, yes. He's gonna be selling I, I used cars in Westlake here in a few years. Yeah, I definitely. I don't think Justin's proposal is that far fetched of an offer. Like, Thanks, you bro. might get another player with it, with Donald, but think about it. Say, so, are you gonna tell me that one of the two guys you're gonna draft next year or in the next two years is gonna be Aaron Donald? I I like my odds of hey, I get Aaron Donald, or I'm gonna take my chance on two first round draft picks that might end up being decent and play a year or two before we cut them uh just as <laughs> our brown's first round history but um i uh, kareem hunt i don't think we're going to keep him we've talked about that we want to keep chubb so you know if you can use hunt to help get donald you should use it before he's gone and you can't use him in a trade at all and in joku we just signed hooper made him the highest paid tight end and we have a new rookie so do we really need Njoku? Are we going to end up cutting him after this year if he doesn't work out anyway? So you're getting rid of him no matter what. Did the Ravens take a running back? Uh, so I oh, looked yeah. at their roster, and I, I was like, hey, they could use one. That's why I threw him in. <laughs> yeah. I think they have they Cam, Cam Akers. Akers. Cam Akers, yeah. So, but you look at what did. If you just go on just those first two picks, those two first-round picks for Khalil Mack, they took Josh Jacobs who, depending on who you ask, I think he's a stud. He almost took me to a fantasy championship last year, but he, <laughs> he got hurt. He's a stud. And then they took Henry Ruggs III, who I don't know what they're, what what happened there. I, I thought there was better players available for a receiver. <laughs> but he was real fast. It was like uh, the Davis family snuck back in there and just said, hey, that guy's real fast. Go get him. Go get that guy. <laughs> he's the fastest guy out there. Pick him. Let's go get that guy. I thought you were going to come out with a John Gruden impression there or something. No, no. no. I can't do it. <laughs> I got it in me today. You got me thinking now, like, maybe we should throw this trade up. Like, let's get Andrew Barry on the show and say, hey, why don't you make this happen? Yeah, Boy. somebody pull up. Somebody get on Madden real quick and see if this trade goes through. I bet it, I bet it could. I bet it could. Justin Charles, future GM. This, uh, this is going viral. This just starts everything. Last week I was making torque converters. This starts everything. <laughs> this hashtag trade for Donald, Donald yes, or, or Donald. Right yeah. Uh, 
All right. Y'all, so if we were uh, dream for Darnold, we wouldn't need anything. Right now. <laughs> 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 I could probably uh, pick some things up around my house and I could package into a deal. How about this toaster and a microwave? And let's see, let's see what they if they bite on that. <laughs> oh man! All right, Zach, what'd you come up with? Can you top Aaron Donald? Uh, well, I, I I kind of agreed with Justin. I had a hard time with this question just because, yeah, there's so many guys out there that, yeah, if you're telling me we could go and get this guy, Don, Donald was one that I thought of, and so was Mahomes. So I mean, we kind of hit both of those already. So I don't know. You guys got anything? Any other ones? I got okay. one. Um, go so I was kind of thinking, you know, trying to be a little more realistic with this one. Like, okay, what – what could we actually give for a guy that, you know, is in a position that we really could utilize? And I was looking at our offensive line. We got the tackles straightened up. We've got the center. We've got Petonio. It's that other guard that, you know, we're kind of like, ah, we don't really know who's going to fit in there. And, you know, we, I think we have a good offensive line on paper, but if we could just get one more piece to really make it like that, you know, you look at the Cowboys offensive line, you know, from left to right, doesn't matter. They've got a solid line. And look what they're able to do offensively. So if we were able to go out and get Quentin Nelson from the Colts, he's like one of my favorite guards in the league, probably my favorite guard period in the league. He was a, uh, let me see here, the sixth overall pick in 2018. He's 24 years old and he's a young guy, but he's the highest graded uh, pro football focus, highest graded player on the entire Colts roster, offense and defense. I mean, the guy's an absolute stud. He's been in, the Pro Bowl, both of his first two years, uh, two-time first-team All-Pro. And um, think about this. In 2019, he committed a total of three penalties. And anyone want to guess how many sacks he gave up? Zero. zero. All right, you guys are no fun. He gave up zero sacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you teed it up this, too nicely, man. I know, I did. But this, <laughs> is, this is the guy that I want in there blocking for Baker. I mean, he's, he's just – he holds down the fort on that line. I would I would throw out the 2021 first rounder, uh, fifth rounder, and then try to you know see if I could give a third rounder in 2022 and maybe Olivier Vernon because I know that they have Oof. some weaknesses on their defensive line. Um, I don't feel like we're giving up all of our assets, but we're going to give up we're going to have to give up some stuff. But this would give us more of a, a you know motivation to go sign Clowney or Everson Griffin. You know, if we if we got Vernon in the deal, but if we can get Quentin Nelson, I would be jacked. That would be awesome. That Chubb would be salivating. Or <laughs> Cam so, Newton. yeah, or Cam Newton yeah. would be really excited about it. Also, <laughs> so you know, when we were talking about bringing Browns players from the past to our t- current team, I was thinking about team need. Where would it? Where do we need somebody good? So for this question, I just kind of went on. Who do I love in the NFL that's not on the Browns? Who's a player that since college I've been super high on and then he's just continued to be awesome in the NFL? And I think it'd be sweet if he was a Brown. And I think you guys are going to think I'm a little crazy because who our best player is, but I would would love Christian McCaffrey. I would get Christian McCaffrey, and I would trade both our running backs for him straight up. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I mean, think Just about it. We're straight gonna straight up. McCaffrey so we're gonna lose Hunt. We're gonna guys. lose. We're gonna lose Hunt anyways. Okay, so it's it's essentially Chubb for Christian McCaffrey straight up. They're not doing that. So they're you, not gonna do that. <laughs> but what if they? I don't know. 
Or let's throw a first-round pick in there. Probably not first. He's a running back. Second-round pick in there. Because Christian McCaffrey, 1,300 yards rushing last year, 1,000 yards receiving. I think Nick Chubb's our best player, and I think he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, and I don't think he is as good as Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, I've been so high on him since college. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL to watch. Um if he was a Brown, man, that would be that would be so insane. Could you imagine our screen game in this offense with Christian McCaffrey catching the ball? I love McCaffrey, definitely. He's definitely one of my favorite players to draft early in fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because he he can just do everything. So I like that. I don't know if I'm giving up Mark two running backs for him, but I mean, if you were going to get McCaffrey, you wouldn't need Chubb and Hunt or Hunt, you know. So you wouldn't need either one of them. McCaffrey's going to play every down. We have other running backs on the roster that could fill that, you know, get five carries a game role. McCaffrey was the Panthers offense the last two years, so he's proven to be durable. Um, he's an every down back because of how good he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I just, man, Christian McCaffrey in a Browns uniform would be so awesome to me. Yeah, I did. Th- I did have one other one that I wanted to throw out there. I didn't come or uh, guy that we should trade for uh, somebody like a Bobby Wagner, like inside yeah. linebacker. Yeah. Somebody yeah. just because our linebacking core has been so. Bleak, what do you give? You know, what do you? Uh, what do you? What do you give it up? What are you trading for? I think. I think if you're going to get Bobby Wagner, you're definitely giving up at least one first round pick, at least, at least, and then it's kind of along the same lines of just trying to package players together that you could give them because it might take like a hunt. Or you might have to throw like a Jarvis or something in there, one of those two type guys with a first-round pick to get Bobby Wagner just because he's one of the elite of the elites of linebacking uh, players. He's been like that since he came in in 2012. I, don't, I think like it said that his stats were he's given up on an average since he's came into the league. Seattle's average points given up in a game is 17.4. And that's, I mean, that's a big, that's a big side. That's, you know, almost not going to be nine, 10 seasons worth of not giving up more than 17 points on average for a year. Yeah. That gives you a good chance to win most of your games. Yes. I got another one too, that I just thought of uh, Vontae Mack, no matter what. That's what I'm thinking all day. Vontae Mack out of Ohio state. We're trading up. We're taking the, we're taking him at number one overall. Oh, man. So I actually threw this out uh, to the Facebook world last night, a trade they'd want to see. Got some feedback. Tell me what you guys think of this trade. This guy said trade Larry Ogunjobi and David Njoku, package them together for a linebacker. I asked him what linebacker he was thinking. He said in the perfect world he'd like Deion Jones out of Atlanta. He said, but if you had to settle, you'd take Kyle Van Noy or Miles Jack. So to me, you know, that sounds like a more realistic trade, in my opinion. I was, uh, we we're thinking like off the world, no way we're ever going to get this. But man, maybe this guy should be our GM because I would, <laughs> I would make that move, um, especially because we don't know how big of a role Njoku is going to play in this, uh, this offense. And I really think that Jordan Elliott has a high ceiling that we just drafted on that D line. Ogan Joby could be on his way out in the next year or two, anyways. Yeah, I know we've talked about uh, Njoku, you know, they picked up that fifth-year option, but I'm I'm not sure how this works. And if you guys don't know either, we can look it up before next episode. But 
when we pick up the fifth year option of a first round rookie, does that option get transitioned to a team if we trade it? Trade that player? Like, does that team then get the fourth and fifth year since we picked up the option? I guess uh, so, but I don't know that option. Because I'm just wondering if the fifth year option pickup wasn't more of lines of trade, um, a trade asset. You know what I mean? Wow, we lost somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Who did we lose, Zach? Yep. Oh, I think he, he just got a new Patriots clock delivered. Yeah. He said, I got to take care of this real quick. Oh, oh man. Well, hey, uh, he made it through most of the show, and he, we didn't make him cry early on, so I guess that's a good thing. Well, we didn't um, try hard enough. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I think that's pretty much it for today's show. Um, a little bit shorter. We'll keep it brief for you guys. You guys have been tuning into some of these hour and 15 minute long episodes. So we decided to keep it brief for you this time. Um, next week, be back in the studio, you know, unless one of us catches COVID or malaria or something. Um, <laughs> so we'll be back in the studio. No more of this uh, online Google Meet stuff. Um, make sure to catch us on uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you know, hey, you Facebook people out there, Twitter, Twitter guys are putting you guys to shame. They're all about these polls. So uh, help us out here. Um, get on Facebook, interact with us. If you guys want to hear anything, um, you know, let us know in the comments. We'll bring it up next week. Hopefully going to be talking about this power football focus stuff, having us last in, you know, bottom 10 in the league and roster. Joe Burrow is going to be better than Baker all this, you know, we have the ninth best receiving duo, all this stuff that I wanted to get into today, but it needs to be its own episode if we're going to talk about this. Hey! hey. Look at <laughs> Just in time to end the show. Yeah. My, my computer's fully charged. I don't know what happened. It literally just shut off. It <laughs> gave up on you like we're about to give up on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing after the other. We'll see who, who watched the video long enough to see that I went off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Speaking of that, Blake, real quick, I just want to remind everybody if they're listening to this or even if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Please subscribe to the channel. The more subscribes we can get, you know, the more we're able to do uh, yes. on YouTube. Pretty sure of what we get to 100, we can get our own personalized URL. Yes, um, sir. Makes it uh, more subscribers, lets us do more stuff, which helps us put out better content for you guys. Um, to everybody who has subscribed already, to everybody who is listening regularly week to week, thank you guys so much. It's awesome to see your feedback. We love every second of it. We love doing the show for you guys. And I uh, hope you guys have a good week, and we'll catch you guys next week from the studio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.